0: Alright, we're going to try this again. Welcome everyone, we are live from the bunker, at least for now. My name is Jason Hunt, I'm the editor here at Sci-Fi For Me, and uh, we're glad you're here. It's good to see Mazarus in the chat. And the chat is open. Comments are active. It doesn't look like we're connecting to Facebook for whatever reason. So we're broadcasting to YouTube and Odyssey right now. And hopefully we'll get through this today. I have no idea what happened yesterday. But we're going to try this again and see what happens. We are also available, this show and the H2O podcast are both available as podcasts. And you can find us in various different podcast players. I want to say hello to folks who are listening in Spain, the UK, Ireland, Russia, Germany, New Zealand, and new to the map, Iceland. We have listeners in Iceland. That was a nice surprise. Hello, Manny. and the chat as well there. Alright, so... It's just... It's been one of those weeks. By the way, a programming note. No show tomorrow. uh, For the same reason we didn't have a show Monday. I have day job obligations that are going to get me out of the studio. And that's... That's something I think is probably going to happen a little bit more frequently as we get through the fall. Um, just to give, uh, just to give people a very, very, very quick briefing on that. Part of my uh, part of my responsibilities as a freelance media person occasionally has me uh, as a stagehand setting up for various different shows, conferences and concerts and, and trade shows and that sort of thing. So so, I get a phone call, and it's work, and it's paid work, and I need to get it while I can get it. So so, no show tomorrow. Uh, we probably will have a ranker pit tomorrow night, but I'm not sure exactly who all is going to be participating in that. So just a, just a heads up. Uh, we will not be live from the bunker tomorrow, and I do have an idea for episode 300, but uh, we're gonna have to figure out when or if that's going to happen. All right, so um, let me let me start this because I mentioned I mentioned the work that I do in my day job, and I have mentioned before, 33 years I've been doing this in some. Form Or fashion Uh, And as I'm drinking coffee from The the radio station Where my career very first Started My college radio station in Oklahoma City Which is no longer there I come across a post from Mark Bernardin Over on Instagram He says if you could go back If you could go back in time And talk to yourself Before you made your first movie and he's talking specifically to filmmakers, but I think this could apply to anybody who is a creator in the media space. He said, "If you could go back and tell, uh, talk to yourself, what would you tell yourself before you made that first movie?" And I got to thinking about this, and and this this I this question has cropped up in my head on occasion, but usually. I consider this question from the context of personal relationships and life experiences. I don't really consider the question from a standpoint of career. And the older I get... And, and the more I consider this question, the more I think that if I were able to go back in time and talk to 18-year-old me, I would strongly encourage 18-year-old me to finish the business degree and avoid media altogether. Because where we are now in media is not a place that I ever thought we'd be. It's not a place that I think we should be. But I know things cycle around. The pendulum swings back and forth. And at some point, some people will realize that what's being made out of Hollywood right now is garbage. Hollywood just needs to take a year off. And just not do anything. I don't know if that would re- help reset the 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 button. But Hollywood just needs to stop. I saw a trailer. Uh, the new trailer for the new Cinderella. Musical, movie, thing, whatever it is. And in this particular iteration she is an aspiring entrepreneur dress designer and everybody stands in the way of her dream of becoming an entrepreneur dress designer oh I thought I turned that off including this idea that oh well she could she could have the she could have the hand of the prince. She could win the heart of the prince. But what about my dress designing career? Wait a minute. You're going to give me a modern Cinderella... Well, a modern interpretation of Cinderella. And by that, we're going to interpret the classic fairy tale of Cinderella with modern mores and values that may or may not be applicable in this particular instance. And we're going to put gender politics and and economics in the middle of a fairy tale. So if I'm reading this trailer right, marriage to the prince, marriage to one of the most powerful people in the land, with gobs of resources, would somehow hold her career back? I'm at the point, and, I, and, and I've, I've been at this point for a while, I'm at the point. I'm faced with a dilemma. Hello, Stephanie. Good to see you in the chat as well. Mazer says, Repackage for a new generation has gone from overused to what some people actually expect, maybe even want Hollywood to do now. I I saw... I saw something. uh, Get ready for a brand new take. And I don't even remember what it was. But I'm like, why do we need a brand new take? A brand new take means you're going to do something completely different on something that is considered a classic or iconic, or we've seen this before. You're going to give us a brand new take. That means you're not giving us what it is that it's based on. A brand new take on Cinderella. A brand new take on Star Trek. A brand new take on fill in the blank. Well, if it's a brand new take on something, then it is no longer that something. That's just me. Now, yesterday we tried to do this show, and the topic, dealing with Kurtzman and Chibnall and, and Chapek and the things what are going on, my dilemma is that I don't really care anymore. And it's a dilemma because I, I feel a certain sense of obligation and and, and don't get me wrong, I, I like having the interaction with people. I like having an audience. I like people that respond and, and give their thoughts and their two cents. And we have these conversations about various different topics. I do enjoy it. But the older I get, the less interested I am in everything. And to get the news that Alex Kurtzman has extended his contract with CBS Studios for another five years, and I've seen the reactions to it, a lot of people sitting there saying, Star Trek's dead, Star Trek's dead now. Possibly. Possibly. And it kind of flies in the face of what we were expecting because the interviews with Ann Sarnoff, who's the president of film over at Paramount Pictures, which is, to, you know, all, Viacom, CBS is all merged back in to, together. And, and the media coverage in the trades has been that Ann Sarnoff was trying to figure out how to make Star Trek work, which implied that the, the Star Trek that we were getting, which is Kirchman Trek, wasn't working. I mean, there's a new movie in 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 development. There's a script. There's a director. It's possibly going to be uh, Kelvin Trek, but still, it's not Kurtzman Trek. Although they're all kind of of a piece, they're they're all they're all crap. But the idea was, the suspicion was, that maybe Kurtzman's trek was on the way out because it didn't satisfy the expectations of the powers that be at Viacom CBS. Well, I guess that's not the case. But the article, uh, I think it was Deadline or Variety, one or the other, doesn't matter. They're owned by the same company, so they're essentially the same trade. Reporting on the deal basically said that they're going to be Secret Hideout is going to have a brand manager who's going to be responsible for Star Trek. And that could be a good thing, maybe, depending on who they get. If Kurtzman is going to be the overall shepherd of things, maybe he's not responsible for the day to day operations and the development of the new programs. So there is a remote possibility, a remote possibility, that whatever comes next may not necessarily be fully the brainchild of Alex Kurtzman. It could be whoever it is that they're going to get to be the brand manager. Because if Kurtzman is there to do a deal with CBS for a number of properties... And he's not focused on Star Trek as it is now. You have a couple of other executives at Secret Hideout who are running things. Maybe we get Kurtzman Trek without Kurtzman. Now, the damage has already been done for a lot of fans. They're done, they're finished. I don't have any interest in Picard Season 2. I don't have any interest in Lower Decks Season 2. I barely am scraping the bottom of the barrel of interest for Prodigy. I have absolutely no interest in Discovery. And I kind of don't care to see the new movie, whatever it is that they come up with, because I don't like Kelvin Trek. And then we have the news. It broke over the weekend last week that Jodie Whittaker and Chris Chibnall are done with Doctor Who after 2022. There's going to be three specials and then this big extravaganza last hurrah episode and they're out. Handing off the baton. We signed on together. We're going to leave together. We're going to hand off the baton together. Three years and done. Okay, great. But you've left Doctor Who in a shambles. And there are a lot of... Fans of the franchise who feel like the franchise has been done irreparable harm by Chris Chibnall, not so much Jodie Whittaker. I mean, Jodie Whitaker is an actor. She's she's the performer. She's the one what delivers the lines. But ultimately, the responsibility for the show goes with goes to Chibnall. And if Chibnall's the one who's decided we're going to completely destroy almost 60 years of history for the show, that's not on Jodie. And if Jodie Whittaker was given better material, would that make her doctor a better character? Who knows? We'll never know now. Because with Chibnall gone and Whittaker gone... Everything's brand new. Now, stop and consider, though. This is going to be may Well, I say it's going to be. It might be a blessing in disguise. Because normally, when a showrunner leaves Doctor Who... And this is something that Tim and I had talked about uh, on, on Saturday is whenever you have a showrunner leaving, usually that showrunner stays on another year with the new Doctor in order to kind of settle things in, and then the showrunner leaves, and we get a new one to come in. This is the first time for a while that we're going to get both a new Doctor and a new showrunner at the same time. And... Given that one of the programs at the BBC just advocated for age appropriate porn for kids, I'm not feeling all that optimistic about who they pick next to be the showrunner for Doctor Who. I'm just not. And then we have an article. Uh, Mazur says, if I blame Jody for anything above other things, it's going to be going along with Chibnall. Well, I mean, you kind of have to a little bit. I mean, you could push back with the showrunner a little bit, but then you get the reputation of being a difficult actor. And that makes it more difficult for you to find work after you're done with the show. Uh, critical ask, does Chibnall have to wait that long? That, uh, that's the contract, is my understanding. So, 2022, they, they finish three series, three seasons-ish. I mean, lockdown has done a lot, uh, to play Mary Havoc with the schedule. But, yeah, three three specials, a big special in 2022. So basically four specials in 2022 and they're out. And it can't come soon enough. But we have no idea who they're going to pick for the next showrunner, or the next Doctor. It could be worse. It could be better. Is it time for the BBC to put Doctor Who on the shelf and maybe we take a break for a while? That's another option. I don't think that's going to happen. And then we've got the uh, the article uh, earlier this week. And we talked about it last night on Salacious Crumbs. Bob Chapek is, is shaking things up at Disney. We've heard rumors that he and Bob Iger are not getting along. There are articles out there now talking about how Bob Iger just will not leave and let Bob Chapek be the CEO. And there's also now following Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit against Disney, there's a lot of a lot of rumblings that people are dissatisfied with Bob Chapek because he's not a talent Oriented, talent-focused CEO. He's worried about the bottom line with the investors. Which means Disney+. Plus. We must sell Disney+. Plus. We must sell the product. Galactic Star Cruiser. $1,200 a night. $1,300 a night. $1,500 a night. You have a Parks guy in charge of everything Disney. And it turns out maybe this means that the wrong guy is in charge who knows you already have people that are leaving and a lot of it now has to do with the restructuring of corporate executive contracts this is the new wrinkle in everything else i'm not going to talk about the i'm not going to talk about the um the child the 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 multiple Walt Disney employees who just got arrested for a certain despicable act involving kids, and and we've got the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit out there. We've got Emma Stone possibly thinking about a lawsuit. We have rumblings that Emily Blunt may have a thing or two to say about working with Disney. The Mouse House is starting to crumble. And then we've got all of the back-and-forth, behind-the-scenes mess between Bob Iger and Bob Chapek. And then you start even back even further with the Gina Carano thing. Disney's in trouble. And I know that Chapek wants to exert his authority and establish himself as the CEO. I'm the boss. We're going to do it my way. Sometimes, when a corporate executive shift happens like that, it's a good thing. The new CEO comes in and says, okay, I've got some ideas. We're going to make this thing better. We're going to make this thing more efficient. We're going to make money where we haven't made money before. And it's entirely possible that once the whole thing settles in, it might do that. But in the meantime, there are people who are not too happy with JPEG. And there is speculation that Chapek's new take on corporate executive contracts making them less tenurable, I guess. The, the idea here is that the contracts, the new structure of the contract would be such that you're not locked and, and committed to particular executives for a very long time and you can't fire them. And Kathleen Kennedy's contract is up this year or is it and some people are wondering if this new type of contract for the corporate execs might be the might be used as the reason as an excuse as a as a cover for whatever uh, may be how Kathleen Kennedy checks out of Lucasfilm because she doesn't want to get onto this new contract who knows But I I look at all of this, I look at what's going on with Star Wars, I look at the High Republic stuff, I look at all of the stuff going on with Doctor Who, I look at the stuff going on with Star Trek, and I don't have very much interest. I've, I've been watching The Bad Batch, the most recent episode is the kind of show we should have been getting the entire season, and we didn't. I'm growing more and more indifferent. And that's a problem for me. It's a challenge for me. Because if this is going to be my thing, and we're going to cover science fiction, fantasy, and horror, then it's within the scope of responsibility for me to be paying attention to this kind of thing. I should be interested in this. I should be, maybe not necessarily over-the-moon enthusiastic, but I should have at least a a slight spike in the energy level when something new comes out. Oh, hey, Batman Long Halloween Part 2. Oh, it's a new episode of The Bad Batch. Oh, it's a new movie from Marvel. Oh, we're getting a new series from Star Trek. Oh, Blake 7 is coming back. Yeah, any, anything. No, Blake 7 is not coming back. I just made that up. And I look at what's going on in the world. And it's... A challenge for me. Because I have a platform here. I mean as. As relatively small. As the audience is here. I still have a platform. I don't have 200,000 subscribers. I don't have 2 million viewers. We're on our way to 2,000. And I've made a commitment here. That this channel will not. Go into. ...politics and cancel culture... ...we're not going to take sides... ...we're not going to advocate... ...we're not going to get into ideological arguments... ...and start foaming at the mouth... ...every time when anything happens... ...I don't want this channel... ...to become one of those kinds of channels... ...and yet... ...with things that are going on... ...in the real world... ...I find myself biting my tongue a lot and I find myself restraining myself now the idea that we had here a few weeks ago of doing some kind of a show where we would take real world events and compare them to dystopian books and maybe the show would be called Fahrenheit 1984 or something like that where we can sit there and say, well, the government is doing this. Here's how that goes in this book. I don't even really have a whole lot of enthusiasm for that even, because it would require me to pay attention more to everything that the government is about to do to us. And make no mistake the government and and not just not just the government in the united states there are various governments that are that are in in this category that are in moving in the direction of doing things to us not for us we are at risk of far greater turmoil and trauma than anything that you could imagine from Kurtzman getting a new contract or Kathleen Kennedy being at Lucasfilm for another 15 years. None of that compares to the reality of what's coming for us. Big Brother, The Hunger Games all animals are equal but some animals are more equal than others all of that's coming book burnings social pariahs re-education camps I've seen people advocating on social media that anybody that hasn't been hasn't been vaccinated should be put into a camp Do you see what's happening to us? Do you see what they're doing to us? I'm going to wrap up early today, but I want you to think about a couple of things. There are plenty more letters in the Greek alphabet past delta and lambda. This is not going away anytime soon. I do agree with what was his name? Who? Uh, Craig? Ken Burns? I do agree with Ken Burns. Mark Zuckerberg is an enemy of the state. Solo lost money, and there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Copyright 2021 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.